the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Remember number 52. Yeah, that would be uh, juror number 52, the guy who may get Derek Chauvin a new trial out there in Minnesota. After being one of 12 to vote guilty, he's been found to have uh, lied under oath during uh, jury selection when he said he never went to a George Floyd rally. His name is Brandon Mitchell, and he's achieved immortality now, not just by being possibly the worst juror in American history, but for being the winner of a very, very important award. And now it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Brandon had his uh, picture taken wearing a T-shirt that said, Get Your Knee Off Our Neck. And after a picture of him uh, wearing it showed up somewhere on social media, he said he couldn't remember wearing it. Well, then a picture of him wearing it at a rally last summer for George Floyd uh, turned up. So Brandon lied and said, uh, well, he did. He lied. He he said he he didn't remember wearing it. He obviously did. And he also said this. This is a quote from from, uh, Brandon Mitchell. If we want to see change, we want to see some things going different. We got to get out there and get into those uh, these avenues, get into these rooms to try to spark some change. Jury duty is one of those things. Jury duty, voting, all of those things we got to do. So this moron thinks that jury duty is the same as voting, and he thinks that jury duty is where you go to make changes, as opposed to, you know, leaving your biases and preconceived notions at the door and allowing only the facts of the case to determine your vote uh, of guilty or not guilty, which is what you promised to do, by the way, when you're interviewed for jury duty, which he was. Now, Brandon also said that the deliberation took 10 hours only because one juror kept asking questions. Imagine that, wanting to ask some questions. He says if not for that one person, they could have had a verdict in 15 minutes. That's a trial that took three weeks. Whatever you think of Derek Chauvin, anybody who's accused deserves better than that. And we all deserve better than that because we deserve to have a court system that we believe in. And bottom line, Brandon Mitchell deserves the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Now, you might say that Pittsburgh deserves a two-party system, or at least it doesn't deserve one-party rule, or maybe it does because that's what the voters keep voting for since 1929. And the winner of the Democratic Party on the 18th of this month will be the mayor of Pittsburgh, and we all know that. When we come back, we're going to have a guy who writes about Pennsylvania politics who says Bill Peduto could be in some trouble. And the elections in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, he says, will be a referendum on progressivism. Stick around. This is Dennis Prager along with fellow host Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for the trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October. I personally can't get enough of the great state of Israel and its historical significance. Join us to be amazed and inspired. Dennis and I have planned out every minute of this trip in detail with Salem Media Group and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. You'll have the best experience imaginable. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, so register today worry-free until July 6th. 
with no cancellation fees. We'll sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Experience unforgettable cuisine and join us for an authentic Sabbath service. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Book worry-free until July 6th. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess. If you have a bowel blockage, get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Lens S and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit LensS.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Bill Peduto's up for re-election a week from Tuesday. He's not actually running for mayor. He's uh, running for the Democrat nomination uh, for mayor, but that's running for mayor in Pittsburgh. Back in 2017, he was elected by 27,000 people. That's it. 27,000 people voted. He could be in a little bit of trouble on Tuesday. Uh, Charles McElwee is the Real Clear Politics editor for Pennsylvania Public Affairs, and he joins us now. Charles, thanks for being here. Thank you, John. So uh, you write that a uh, referendum on progressivism will be taking place in Pennsylvania and the major cities, uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Let's start with Pittsburgh. Uh, is Bill Peduto not progressive enough these days? Right. I wrote a piece of Real Clear Politics this week, and the May 18th primary is coming up, and Essentially, urban progressivism is on the ballot in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So in Pittsburgh, we have Bill Peduto, who, although he has the advantage of incumbency and no mayor in Pittsburgh seeking re-election has ever lost in the city where the Democratic Party, as we know, has been in control of City Hall for almost a century. Well, in this case, Peduto is facing the toughest race yet. He is, of course, seeking re-election. He uh, has three challengers, and the most competitive one being State Representative Ed Ganey, who, correct, views 
Peduto as not being progressive enough. Now, as we know, in 2013, when Peduto had first run for mayor, he ran on the progressive platform that he was part of the new Pittsburgh. And subsequently, his policies in the city reflected that progressive viewpoint. And he was hailed essentially as a progressive visionary, even in global media, as Pittsburgh uh, thrived as an edge economy. And in turn, uh, Peduto had this voting base, affluent voters who were progressive, who uh, were his base. But today it's a different story, and it will be interesting to see how it plays out in May. Well, why is it a different story? Has he not been liberal enough for a, a large faction then? As Ganey views it, he has not been liberal enough on various issues, including affordable housing and police reform. Uh, Peduto uh, has embraced criminal justice reform, but at the same time, Peduto has said he would not defund the police, and he has said that most police officers are good people. So he has taken a more traditional democratic position, if you could put it that way, compared to Representative Ganey, who would be interested in redirecting police funds, the, the debate going on nationally, uh, you have this politicization of law enforcement, so the question would be, you know, defunding the police. That that would be the question. But uh, Peduto, although a progressive, is more of a, an establishment Democrat compared to his most competitive opponent, who is gaining. And um, violent crime, as you point out in your piece, uh, is up 90% over last year. Uh, how can defunding police be a winning issue for anybody? That's an, an important question, and, and, the, and the, the point being, you know, those affluent voters that were Peduto's base in Pittsburgh, who had voted him into office in thirteen, uh, the question is: Are they moving against him? Will they shift to Ganey, who? is backed by some of the most progressive state representatives in the region, in addition to um, one very progressive city councilwoman. I mean, it's, it's really a trend you're seeing everywhere in America, John, you know, just this politicization of law enforcement among big city mayors and, and district attorneys going back to the mid-2010s. This is a pre-pandemic phenomenon, and tragically, those policies have indisputably translated into rising crime and disorder, whether that is in New York City or in Pittsburgh, which saw uh, an increase of violent crime by 90 percent from this time in 2020. Now, I've seen multiple polls that show that uh, blacks um, are in favor of more policing. They don't want fewer cops in their neighborhoods. Um, so how I just don't understand how that can be a winning issue in an urban uh, election. Well, it, it shouldn't be a winning issue in an urban election, and that's exactly the, what you pointed out is the case. I mean, that's true in Philadelphia, too. Uh, Larry Krasner is the district attorney. He's up for re-election. He may lose to Carlos Vega, who war, had worked in the DA's office for decades, was uh, appointed to the DA's office by Ed Rendell, a former mayor. And look, I mean, even in the mid-2010s in Philadelphia, for example, uh, former mayor Michael Nutter, he was tough on crime. But at the same time, he said we need to be on tough on, on crime while also embracing a community-based approach to policing that builds trust in neighborhoods. And he did that while at the same time, um, enacting Philly Rising, which was really a form of broken windows policing in the city, and it translated into decreasing crime. So uh, a recent piece in the Wall Street Journal, for example, did note what you had pointed out, that in minority neighborhoods in Philadelphia, for example, it's those voters who are moving against Krasner because crime is rising. It's a quality of life crisis. But um, as the one ward leader who was interviewed by the journal pointed out, he, he said, the further you get away from the crimes, the more likely you are to be for Krasner. In other words, those affluent voters, yet again, uh, are, in, in the case of Philadelphia, D.A. Larry Krasner's base. 
We're talking to uh, Charles McElwee. He's the Real Clear Politics editor for Pennsylvania Public Affairs. Uh, Charles, um, blacks are moving out of Pittsburgh in big numbers, according to the census. That story just came out yesterday or the day before. But whoever gets the Democrat nomination is going to get 95% of the black vote. Uh, should Republicans take the blame for that? Well, no. The, the reality is uh, policies on public safety and quality of life, economics, et cetera, you know, could translate into those demographic changes. And uh, you know, I was really struck by you know, one interview I saw, and I think it was a KDKA, where a retired police officer was talking about you know, life in the Hill District now, and she just said, yeah. you know, I, I was born and raised in this community, and we have never been plagued with this level of crime. So the point being, we already have a very progressive mayor in Pittsburgh. So how could it be that voters, that, that there could be an upset victory for Ed Ganey, who would govern to the left of Pittsburgh, and what would be the profound consequences of the policies which he supports on all Pittsburgh residents? And it will be interesting to see if indeed, you know, if Peduto wins re-election, it, you know, while he is progressive, he is um, comparatively moderate compared to some of his opponents in the race. Yeah, and it's interesting, uh, uh, Charles, yesterday I, I came, because I saw the story about um, blacks leaving in big numbers, so I, I, I just Googled to see if I could find some stories about why blacks would be leaving. And I found multiple stories from back in 2019 about uh, with the headline being things like um, Pittsburgh is the worst city in America for black people. Here's how it can get better. That was one. And I, I found a couple of them like that. Uh, but I, I don't remember hearing a lot about that locally. Maybe I missed it, but... Um, that would seem to be something that's going to be have some kind of an effect on this election because, as I said, they had like seven thousand blacks leave the city in the last couple of years, and they've been they've been the feeling out there apparently that it's a terrible place for blacks to live in Pittsburgh. That is a dramatic statistic, and again, I mean, even you know, there were articles in twenty nineteen, for example, about uh, rising crime or at least the perception. A rising crime in downtown Pittsburgh about you know, the the safety of downtown, and what you know, this yet again reflects what is a national trend. So you know that's what's going on in Pittsburgh, and uh, the policies of Mayor Bill De Blasio have essentially been completely discredited, and uh, and and then of course in Philadelphia, uh, the city is on pace at its present homicide rate. Uh, could be at the all-time record. And last year, there were 499 homicides in Philadelphia, which was the second highest rate in the 60 years that that rate had been recorded. So what does that tell you? I mean, there's a clear consequence of the law enforcement public safety policies in these big cities that translate into rising crime. And that's why May 18th, whether it's in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, those cities will be such a bellwether about where voters stand on uh, either candidates or incumbents who take extremely progressive positions on uh, on crime. Hey, Charles, I'm out of time. I appreciate you uh, coming on. People can find the piece at uh, realclearpolitics.com. And uh, it's uh, there's a lot in there about Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, and uh, it's going to set maybe set the tone for future elections. I appreciate it, uh, Charles. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, that's uh, Charles McElwee, and uh, we uh, this is an interesting uh, stuff that I there are some interesting things that I found here um, when I saw the piece from Charles the other day. I wanted to get him on. We've had him on the show before, and he's uh, he he does some work for the Manhattan Institute and City Journal, and those those, those are the people who are really on top of what's happening in cities. So I, I thought he would be um, a good guy to have on. But uh, and this also comes at a time when just a couple of days ago, I think it was on Wednesday, maybe sometime just a few days ago. I think I mentioned it to him in the interview just now um, that. Uh, the black population has decreased uh, a lot 
in Pittsburgh, according to the most recent uh, census information that just came out. Um, and it was enough so that it was pretty surprising and disturbing to a lot of people. According to the uh, reports, from 2009 to 2018, uh, black population decreased by 6,945, but it went up 5,086 in other parts of Allegheny County. That's according to the Census Bureau. So why are uh, blacks leaving the city, and, uh, and is it a problem if they do? I mean, what I, one thing I haven't seen, and I've looked at a couple of different stories here, is um, where they moved to and whether or not moving to someplace else in Allegheny County is better. Uh, uh, what's so great about the city, living in the city? Oh, the, the schools are good? The crime rate is low? I mean, why, why do you want to live in the city anyway? Um, but uh, a, a Post-Gazette story here uh, says, this is from a couple of days ago, says dozens of activists and former city residents told emotional stories, just like, I guess on Wednesday, told emotional stories of displacement and asked that the city address the loss of black residents and use forthcoming federal relief dollars to remedy the lack of affordable housing. They want to use the money that is supposed to be about uh, COVID-19 and getting people back on their feet to uh, build more houses in Pittsburgh. I, I, I don't know how that works uh, whether or not you can just take that money and do anything you want with it but it doesn't seem right to me but that's what they want to do it says here that nearly 40 speakers 40 speakers testified before city council that was at an afternoon public hearing and uh, that a nine percent decrease in the city's black population over a decade they're calling it forced mass displacement and the advocates there say it's caused by rising rents gentrification and institutional racism embedded in policies. Uh, and again, those numbers, uh, 2009 to 2018, the city's pop- black population decreased by 6,945, and it went up in other parts of Allegheny County by 5,086. It looks like it's almost a trade, but you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't have the, the information on whether those are some of the same people who left Pittsburgh who showed up in other parts of Allegheny County. I've got to assume so. But the, leading the way in the loss, uh, black residents uh, of black residents are East Liberty and its surrounding neighborhoods, Lawrenceville, Hazelwood, and some of the city's northern, southern hilltop and northside communities. Uh, Fred Smith is a real estate agent. He's co-chair of the housing working group for the Perry Hilltop and Fineview Citizens Council. And he told the Post-Gazette that uh, the lower north side was once diverse, and he lamented that townhouse row houses, I'm sorry, that now sell for up to half a million dollars. He says people who moved out of there could not get back in there if he tried. Uh, and then another uh, guy, David Brinigan, executive director of Lawrenceville United, said that the neighborhood's stark statistics make it ground zero for black displacement. Now, um, when white people left the city, it was called white flight. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I, it wasn't called white displacement. They, it was, it was a voluntary move on the part of white people. The suburb, the suburbs, uh, the suburbs were, uh, uh, rising all over Pittsburgh, uh, outside of Pittsburgh. And it looked like nice places to live and you had new homes and people moved, people moved. Uh, but it says here that a city's task force on affordable housing found in 2016, that the city had a shortage of about 17,000 affordable rental units for households at or below uh, about 50% of the area's media median income. And speakers at this meeting blamed the city for not taking swifter action on the recommendations published by the task force, quote, that the city set up and then ignored. That's according to Carl Redwood, chair of the Hill District Consensus Group's Board of Directors. Now, the mayor's office uh, denied that accusation, and I'll get into more of that after the break, but I, I, I'm going through this story, and I have some other stuff here of uh, going back three years ago when there were multiple stories written uh, about how Pittsburgh is a terrible place for black people to live, uh, and especially women. Uh, I'll get into that when we come back after the break. Stick around.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden is playing down today's April unemployment report. America adding just 266,000 jobs last month. Correspondent Bob Agnew has more on the numbers. The Labor Department says fewer jobs were created last month than in March. The unemployment rate ticked up to 6.1% compared to 6% the month before. It's a sign that some businesses are still having a hard time finding workers, even as the country emerges from the pandemic. Many employers complained that several extensions of federal unemployment benefits have proven to be a disincentive for many workers. Job losses were seen in construction, manufacturing, transportation, and warehousing. Bob Agner reporting. Japan extending its COVID state of emergency in Tokyo through May 31st. This move comes as the Olympics now only three months away. On Wall Street, the Dow had 202 points and the NASDAQ is up 113. This is SRN News. We have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. Liz Cheney should not be in a leadership position in the Republican Party. And Mitt Romney needs to hear how Americans feel about his betrayal. And establishment Republicans better wake up and recognize that we're here to stay. You're not going to erase us. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to the Midnight Snack Run. This is one tricky obstacle course. Uh oh. He's eyeballing a jar of candy. That is tempting right off the start. But he pushes it away. He's approaching a plate of iced cookies. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs a water bottle. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro-support you need for all-day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're wrapping up this rush hour with continuing delays. Outbound Parkway East backing up Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Heavy inbound into the tunnel as well. Minor slowdown to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West seeing some improvement, but still about a four-minute delay inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Look out for some delays on outbound 65 as well from 19 up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies with a thunder shower in the evening. It'll be followed by a brief shower or two late with a low of 40. Tomorrow we'll see a stray shower in the morning. Otherwise, it will be cool with times of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high of 51. Sunday, Mother's Day, will be cool with rain. We'll reach a high Sunday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So as you heard a few minutes ago, we had Charles McElwee from uh, Real Clear Politics, and he's written a piece about how this election coming up on um, May 18th is going to be a referendum on progressivism in the, in the I guess in the state of Pennsylvania, but in the cities more so. Uh, he talks about the DA down in Philadelphia and uh, the fact that he's been just letting people out of prison and uh, been ver- a very liberal uh, George Soros-financed uh, guy, and uh, there's a race down there to determine whether he's going to be bounced out. Um, but here in Pittsburgh, uh, I was telling you about the story in the Post-Gazette, and uh, they, they covered this meeting, Post-Gazette did, where a bunch of people showed up for two hours and spoke uh, at, at a city council meeting and they they uh, blamed the city for not taking swifter action on the recommendations published by a, a, ta- a task force uh, that the city set up and then ignored. That was according to Carl Redwood. He's chair of the uh, Hill District Consensus Group's board of directors. And this is the comment from, in the in the Post Gazette story from the mayor's office. Uh, so, Timothy McNulty, the uh, mayoral spokesman, said. In the past several years, the Peduto administration has taken ongoing actions to preserve housing and opportunities for all Pittsburghers, including putting $10 million annually into the Housing Assistance Fund, adopting the Avenues of Hope program for historically black business districts, creating the city's first office of equity, working with the URA to assist hundreds of residents with rental and for sale housing programs, implementing the Choice Neighborhoods Development in Larimer, and piloting the city's first inclusionary zoning district in Lawrenceville. The list could go on. Now, uh, Peduto maintains that investment is needed in both market rate and affordably priced options. Now, here's my question, and I I wish I had these people here to ask them, uh, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe I'll get them on in the future, but uh, I don't see any mention here of... of, uh, of where these uh, black people who left decided to end up and why. And um, that would be a good part of the story. But also, uh, and the why is the important thing here, because I don't know, I still have the impressions that the city schools aren't that good. Um, and I don't know, I don't have any figures in front of me here to uh, to um, back that statement up, but I, it's just a... Uh, perception that I've had for a long time that that's not great to have to be in a position where your only choice is to send your kids to a city public school. I, I just don't, I don't think they're great. Um, um, and uh, what the, what the uh, test scores show and all that stuff, I, I don't think they're doing a really good job and uh, that may have something to do with it. The other thing is uh, that, the uh, last time a Republican was elected mayor of Pittsburgh was 1929. We're coming up on a hundred years here, okay? Since a Republican was was uh, elected mayor. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned that uh, the last time Bill Petuto won in the primary, he had I think two. Uh, he, he had to, he faced two other candidates. He, he, I think it was, did I say 27,000 votes he got? He got 27,000 votes to be elected mayor of the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so um, the city of, the residents of the city of Pittsburgh, black and white, are not showing up to vote. And when they do, they keep voting for Democrats. And not for nine years or 20 years, 91 years Democrats have been, have been in charge in the city. So if there's systemic racism, which I'm sure there have been uh, uh, claims of that, I think I saw some of that from some of the people who went to this meeting, some people quoted as saying that. If all those things exist in the city of Pittsburgh, why would you, especially if you're black, continue to vote for the same stinking party? I shouldn't say stinking party. Same party, Democrats. They're in charge of the city. For since 1929, 
the stock market crash. That's how long they've they've been running the city. And it's and if, and if it stinks, it's because uh, then maybe you should vote for a different party once in a while. But the, nobody even bothers to run as a Republican. If they do, it's just a a token appearance. And and the other question I have is. Uh, why, Why? again, this goes back to if, if Democrats are running the city and you're trying to make the city a, a really great place for everybody, obviously including blacks, then um, why, why is here we are 98 years later, whatever it is, and all, all I see here is the, 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 um, the complaining about not enough affordable housing, not enough houses provided by the government. To take to, to you know to give people a decent place to live to give to make it for de- decent neighborhoods, why are we this far along ninety one years later? Why are blacks still so dependent on the government for something as basic as a place to live? Are the schools doing such a bad job that they they when they come out of high school they can't get into college and they they can't get jobs? What is what is it? I mean, what's going to make that change? And and is electing a Democrat every four years, does that, based on what you've seen for the last ninety eight years, what are the chances of that making a difference? It's nineteen twenty nine we're talking about here. Uh, one of the mayor, mayoral candidates is uh, Ed Gainey. He's uh, from Lincoln Lemington Belmar, uh, uh, and he's uh, running. And he has a chance to win, according to uh, Charles McElwee. He thinks he has a pretty good chance. Uh, I don't know if I'm buying that. I, 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 you know, he's, it's, it's not like he's a Republican. He is another Democrat. But he says he wants to make it a pre, prerequisite for residential developers to carve out room for affordable units. Um, again, it's the government. The government keeps sticking its nose in trying to fix it, and it doesn't get any better. And so uh, if I'm a developer and I want to put some uh, decent housing into Pittsburgh, I got to put up with the government telling me that I got to leave room for affordable units. Uh, I don't know what affordable units are. What's what's affordable? I, I don't know what I, I seriously I I don't know um what qualifies as an affordable unit. But some at the hearing according to the story in the Post Gazette criticized the city's land bank which in 7 years has acquired one vacant lot. Uh, for not they're accusing them of of, of uh, or criticizing them I should say for not acquiring and renovating abandoned homes and putting them back on the market at affordable prices again asking the government to take care of you what ha- what do you have to see over the last ninety eight years to see that the government the people that you keep electing from the same party are not taking care of you if you're complaining and it's true that they're not taking care of you and you want things to be fixed. Why aren't you out there putting up a Republican candidate for mayor, uh, a black person, as a, to run as a Republican with some different ideas instead of the same thing over and over again? How many meetings can you have? How many um, uh, action groups can you have? It's just not working. Uh, the city's task force on affordable housing found in 2016 that the city had a shortage of about 17,000 affordable rental units for households at or below about 50% of the area median income. Again, I don't know what uh, what, a, what qualifies as affordable. Uh, I don't know what that means, and I don't know how that compares to um, uh, places to live in, outside of Pittsburgh in the suburbs. Uh, I know that there are... Uh, in, in the area where I grew up in the South Hills, uh, there's this myth out there that everybody who lives in Mount Lebanon or Dormont or, uh, uh, or, or Bethel Park is rich. It's not true. There are, there are, you don't have to be a rich person to live there. And uh, maybe you don't have to be a poor person to live in the city. And maybe that's why 6,000 uh, uh, blacks have moved out, not all of whom, by the way, should be should we assume are poor and helpless and dependent on the government. Maybe they just moved, you know. Maybe they went for a ride and saw a nice neighborhood and said, you know what, I think I'd rather live there than where we live now. Let's move. That's what people do. So uh, I guess the other thing is, is the fact that they moved in and of itself, is, is that a big problem? Maybe it's good that they moved. Maybe they – maybe – they, uh, everybody who moved, well, not everybody, but maybe a good percentage of the people who moved 
uh, are better off now. Maybe they're happier now than they were when they lived in the city. Uh, again, I, I, I got if you're moving outside of the city into a, a, a suburb, I gotta f- believe that there's a pretty good chance that you've taken your kids and put them in a better school. It's just me. I, I don't. I, I I I could be wrong about that, but I, I have a feeling that the 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 schools outside of Pittsburgh city limits are better than the schools, generally speaking, than the uh, the schools in uh, in the city. Now. Uh, he said. He said that the, the, this uh, Ed Ed Gainey said that they they need to carve out more room for affordable units. Now, uh, and this Mr. Redwood, uh, he's from the Hill District Group, uh, and he and several other advocates told uh, council members that the city should find a right to return policy for residents who have been displaced, and that a large portion of the estimated three hundred and fifty-five dollars allocated to Pittsburgh under the American Rescue Plan should be spent on solving the city's affordability crisis. I, I don't know if you throw money at it. Is that what, is that what works? Does that keep people here? May, maybe they've, maybe, uh, I mean, what percent? I don't know. I'm asking these questions because I don't know the answer, but uh, the, the number is over 6,000. How, how many of those 6,000 people uh, left and, and housing and inability to, the inability to find affordable housing had nothing to do with it they just maybe they decided it was time to move to a, a, a better neighborhood or a, a place that they like better I, I don't know uh but then there's councilman ricky burgess he represents east liberty and uh several su- surrounding ab- neighborhoods he says he sees quote the consequences of here we go hundreds of years of systemic racism but disagree with those who spoke at the hearing on the cause of black displacement there he is. Although there was some gentrification going on in places like Lawrenceville and East Liberty, he said, in places like Homewood, Lincoln, Lemington, uh, Larimer, and Hill District, and the Hill District in parts of Northside, black residents have left for better, better housing and left for better opportunities. What is wrong with that? That's all I have to ask you. How many of them did? He says here, uh, Councilman Burgess, that. Uh, in places like Homewood, Lincoln, Lemington, Larimer, and the Hill District, and parts of Northside, black residents have left for better housing and left for better opportunities. That sounds like a pretty good idea to me. If you don't like where you're living, instead of waiting for Bill Peduto to solve your problem or any one of these other politicians, uh, move and go find a better place to live. And, and, and obviously not everybody's capable of, of, of doing that. But my question, again, goes back to if it's, as Councilman Ricky Burgess says, if it's systemic racism, the Democrats have been in charge for 97 years or whatever it is, 91 years. That, that, if there's systemic racism in the city that's causing these problems, how about not electing the same people to office every four years? How about we mix that in, try something different? I'll be right back. seems like just yesterday when I captured my son's first steps or when we recorded his soccer games on VHS tapes. Those moments are gone. But the old home movies and pictures don't need to be. That's why my son created Legacy Box. That's right, Mom. Over 800,000 families have used Legacy Box to digitally preserve their home movies and photos. Simply fill Legacy Box with your old camcorder tapes, film, and photos. They will professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drive, or the cloud. With family staying close and Mother's Day around the corner, it's the perfect time to get your legacy box and save your family's history. After all, few things are as important as protecting your precious memories. Give your mom a Mother's Day present she'll never forget. Plus, Legacy Box is offering a 50% discount. Order your Legacy Box today. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. And for a limited time, get an incredible 50% off your order. This is one of the best discounts we've offered. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. It's finally time to Replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. With the gorgeous weather we're experiencing, it's time to start planning a fun getaway and do some spring cleaning. If you are an unhappy timeshare owner, start your cleaning by giving us a call. We will get you out of your unused timeshare quickly. You can then use that money for a real vacation of your choosing. For over a decade, Lone Star Transfer has been helping thousands of people just like you exit their expensive timeshare. We've earned an A-plus rating and have over 600 excellent reviews with the BBB. Imagine being timeshare free with no more expensive maintenance fees. Lone Star Transfer guarantees the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. For the best customer service and a free consultation, call 844-284-4860. That's 844-284-4860 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpet. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. I'm trying to find the uh, definition for what is affordable housing. I mean, that's what's affordable for me might not be affordable for you, or what's affordable for you might not be affordable for me. Uh, According to this, uh, thanks to Google, the government definition of affordable housing states it must be provided at a level at which the mortgage payments on the property should be more than would be paid in rent on council housing, but below market values. That is clearly a very broad range. I don't know what that means. But here's the thing. Uh, when, when I saw the stories about uh, the story about blacks leaving uh, the city of Pittsburgh, and then I saw the story from um, Charles McElwee, who we had on in the uh, first se- second segment, uh, I started I, I just wanted to see if what the reasons might be other than as as uh, as Councilman Burgess said, he, he thinks in a lot of the neighborhoods they just they just moved. They decided they wanted to go somewhere else, better job, better house, uh, better, I mean, better neighborhood. And some of these people didn't just move out of uh, Pittsburgh into the suburbs. They moved out of Western PA. They moved who knows where. So I, I it was interesting because I found a bunch of stories, all that were written in in 2019, three years ago. And I'll just give you a couple of them here. This this is and this is and and I don't remember. Uh, a lot being made about this. Maybe I missed it. Uh, it. This is a headline from The Root, and it's Damon Young, and he writes a blog called Very Smart Brothers at The Root. Uh, so it's Very Smart Brothers, B-R-O-T-H-A-S dot the root dot com. Here's the headline. Pittsburgh is the worst city in America for black people. That's the headline from Damon Young, who writes, he's a Pittsburgh writer. Here's how it can get better, and then he goes on to uh, talk about how you know what what to do to make it better, and then uh, this is uh, this is another one from the Huffington Post. Now again, let me go back here. This uh, 
the very smart brothers piece by Damon Young was September of uh, of 2019. Okay, so this was. It's interesting to me that these were all being written at right around the same time. Here's the Huffington Post. Uh, my city was named. This is uh, Sakina Jawan Washington. She's a guest writer at the Huffington Post, and the headline is. My city was named the worst place for black women to live. Is that my cue to leave? Uh, and the subhead uh, is, will I stay in Pittsburgh and be a pioneer for change, or will I leave to occupy spaces where I know my family will feel like they belong? Now, I don't, uh, again, I'm asking the question, the question um, stay and be a pioneer for change. Would a change be maybe voting for another party, but, you know, trying something other than the Democrats? I don't know. I know it's more complicated than that, but that, that's my that's my simple question. I, I Is that part of the change? It never seems to be one of the changes that's brought up. But, hey, I think there's another party out there. Uh, this The liberal idea isn't working all that well. The Democrats, we keep complaining and we keep putting Democrats back in office. Maybe that's not such a good idea. And that doesn't just apply to black voters. It's everybody. Uh, so that's from the Huffington Post. And then there's this from uh, Bloomberg.com, uh, also written back in September of 2019. Uh, Brenton Mock is his name for uh, the Bloomberg City Lab. Pittsburgh, a most livable city, but not for black women. So that's that's basically the same story. So that, he's writing about that. And then there's this, also from the same time. Um, this was this was written in uh, 2019, also October of 2019. The Pittsburgh problem: race, media, and everyday life in the Steel City. It's written by Latrell Deshawn Crittenden. Uh, at the uh, at Columbia Journal- Journalism Review, and um, he says, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, has a reputation as one of the most livable cities in the nation. This piece, however, argues that reporters of color working within the Pittsburgh media ecosystem have a much lesser quality of life both inside and outside of the newsroom. Previous studies related to diversity and inclusion within Pittsburgh's media ecosystem highlighted two issues. First, Pittsburgh news media overrepresents African Americans as criminals. Additionally, newsrooms in the area are woefully underrepresented in terms of diversity. I uh, I don't know I don't know how much of the, either one of those things are true, um, but he talked to black uh, journalists who told him that that that's what they think. But um, again, I don't know. How about we try something different? Instead of just having a primary to pick the mayor uh, on the 18th, how about we do this? How about we have an actual election with two candidates offering different plans? Would that be a good idea? I don't know. Maybe. I'll talk to you on Monday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.